The thing about death is it's not negotiable. Sooner or later, we all have to face it. Till then, it's hanging out there somewhere waiting for us. A pair of just-opened plays mirror this idea since the inevitability of death hangs over both of them. First, there's Connor McPherson's evocative drama Shining City, now playing at Main Stage West in Sebastopol. In this sly, slippery, deceptively unassuming play, the author of The Weir and The Seafarer has crafted a ghost story of sorts in which an anxious insomniac named John played brilliantly by John Craven, seeks the help of a troubled Dublin therapist named Ian, played with marvelous intensity by Nick Sholley. Poor old John, a steady-minded businessman, he's shaken by the fact that he keeps seeing the ghost of his recently deceased wife, and she doesn't seem happy. Unable to sleep, afraid to enter his own house, John believes he's being haunted for certain unspoken sins. Ian, convinced his new client is simply struggling with feelings of grief and unresolved guilt, gently coaxes the old man toward facing his fears, all the while carrying his own soul-crushing battle with shame and despair. With carefully crafted delicacy, the playwright takes us through Ian's increasingly powerful therapy sessions with John, scenes that alternate with a pair of shattering close encounters Ian has with the fierce but frail Niesa, Elana Nurnberger, the mother of Ian's child, and with Lawrence, John Browning, a sensitive street hustler who brings Ian an unexpected understanding of how the world works. Elegantly staged by director Beth Craven, beautifully acted by the entire ensemble, with special kudos to Craven for the astonishing 20-minute monologue that comes midway through the show. This rich, emotionally powerful story is more than just a ghost story. In the end, Shining City, glowing with intelligence, humor, and humanity, reveals itself as a lyrical, lush look at the conversations we have and the choices we all make to feel alive in a world haunted by the ghosts of our past decisions. Next up, Bonnie and Clyde, The Musical. It is widely known that the notorious Depression-era outlaws Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrows died violently in a hail of gunfire in a car in Texas. In composer Frank Wildhorn's musical reworking of the bank robbers' lives, the legendary tale begins at the end. The sound of gunfire, the flash of light, and the famous fugitives' bloody bodies dead in their car. Ivan Menchel's clever script then jumps back in time to Bonnie and Clyde's childhoods, gradually working the story's way back to where it began. It's an effective choice. As the title characters, Taylor Bartolucci and James Bach have some killer chemistry, thick enough to spread on a baguette, and they are matched in poise and presence by Scotty Woodard and Heather Buck as Clyde's brother Buck and sister-in-law Blanche. Barry Martin, as a local preacher, brings some impressive Southern gospel charm. And as Bonnie and Clyde's pre-adolescent selves, Emma Rose Sutherland and Jordan Martin are a delight. The somewhat uneven musical score is strongest in moments where it captures the country gospel tone of the Depression and when it emphasizes the tragic love story at the heart of the play. The orchestra, conducted by musical director Lucas Sherman, is a strong support to the cast, a little weak in some of the lesser parts, but powerful when they come together for the rousing anthems. On Jesse Dreikhausen's first-rate set of jagged wooden slats, director Craig Miller keeps the tension building and building and building right to the end. And that's no small feat, considering the fact that, hey, everyone knows the ending. Bonnie and Clyde runs through March 15th at 6th Street Playhouse. Shining City runs through March 15th at Main Stage West. I'm David Templeton, Second Row Center for KRCB. Mm-hmm.